Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are studying Jeremiah 3a, that's the Navi prophet Yirmiyahu, Parak Gimel. Uh, Parak Gimel uh, it kind of starts in the middle of a paragraph. Um, as we've seen many times, the uh, numbering system doesn't really correspond with the Jewish traditional way of breaking up the paragraphs. So here's another example. The first five verses of chapter 3 really belong at the end of chapter 2. So therefore, today is going to be relatively short because I'm only studying five verses. But these five verses are power-packed with lots and lots of images and beautiful imagery. Well, and beautiful in the sense, uh, not in the good sense, but just powerful imagery and... Um, and uh, so that's what we're going to study today is those five verses, one through five in chapter three. If you recall, we just left off uh, chapter two. The theme, the idea was God was uh, criticizing the people for A, uh, not appreciating all that he had done for them, and B, um, tur- instead of turning towards him for help when they, you know, and turning towards God, they turned towards all the other nations of the world. And they tried to be like the other nations and ended up uh, adopting their corrupted ways uh, all in vain because they did it to get support from the other nations, but in the end, the other nations didn't take it anyway, and they ended up coming and destroying them. So the last verse of the, of the chapter before, too, ended God, with God saying that um, when you go down, that from these countries where you're going to go to look for help, you're going to leave empty-handed. Your hands will be on your heads, you know, hitting your heads in the sense like, oh no, where are we at now? We have nothing. Why? Because God is disgusted with those people that you put your faith into. You put your faith into those people, into their idols, their, their wicked ways. And you will not be successful by going towards them. And then our chapter begins. Uh, this, I'm reading this the way the Radak reads this as a connection, as a flow. The next chapter begins, verse th- uh, chapter 3, verse 1, Lamar, saying as follows. Now, the word Lamar is, you, is, this is the only time where it starts at the beginning of the verse like this, as an introduction to words of God in the entire Tanakh, in the entire Bible. So, so it has to be looked at as a continuation of before. Otherwise, it really doesn't seem to make that much sense. So if you look at it saying before, in other words, you will not be successful. Because as I say, as follows, Can a man send away his wife? And then she goes and leaves him. And then she goes and marries another man. Can he return her? Can she ever return back to the original husband? Now, I want to point out there's three steps here that, that, that we mentioned. A man sends away his wife. If that's the only thing that happened, that he sent her away, let's say in anger or they had some kind of a disagreement or whatever the issue was that he sent her away, it's still possible to have a reconciliation. But here it's much more than that. A second thing happened. She left from him, meaning she, it wasn't just him being angry at her and kicking her out, but she herself left actively and said, I don't want to be here anymore. 
So, so there's a double whammy here. Again, I'll use that term. That um, he sent her out and she left. That makes it even more difficult to have any reconciliation. But still, maybe there is. Whatever the issue was that was between them, maybe somehow you can creatively work it out. But then, then the third thing happened. She left and she went to someone else. That is a statement that I didn't just leave you and you didn't just throw me out. But what I want is something else. What I want is someone else. In that situation, once you have those three categories, then reconciliation becomes, I, shouldn't, I don't know if I could say impossible, but then it comes next to impossible. And then if she were to come back, if she were to come back, there's something else. There's something else driving. It's not love. It's not because uh, of, uh, you know, there's, there's something else driving her back. And what that is, is we're about to see in a land where people can do that, where uh, if there was such a land, such a place where a man can banish his wife, the wife could want to leave and leave, and she goes and develops relationships with someone else, and then she starts coming back, then clearly there's, there's something mis- they don't understand the nature of relationships. This is clearly some chanof, this is some kind of flattery, this is some kind of, um, uh, sometimes chanof is, 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 um, is, is, is translated as flattery, but it can also mean something, something def- defiling, something disgusting, right? Clearly the motivation is something else. The motive, whether it's a sexual motivation or whether it's a monetary motivation, some kind of greed, something is here. And God says, and you, the Jewish people, you turned away towards many, many other friends. In other words, you looked to so many other lovers. You looked towards Assyria, you looked towards Egypt. You looked to adopt the customs of this country, adopt the customs of that country. And now you want to return to me? Now remember, God only chose one of those three things, deliberately so. In this verse, it says, You turned away to others. It doesn't say anything about God sending them away, which was the first step. It doesn't say anything about the Jews leaving God's relationship, which was the second step. It just talks about them looking to others. Okay? This is important, and you'll see why in a moment. Now, I would like to compare this with two other places in, in the Bible where we find this metaphor taking place. One is in Isaiah 50, verse 1, where God is talking, the people are, this is meant to be comforting here, and the people are, so to speak, banished from God, they're in exile, and God is telling them, no, don't worry, I'm not divorcing you, I still will bring you back. And he says, Where is the the, um, writ of divorce? that I divorced your mother when I sent you out to exile, right? I didn't write you a divorce, as God's saying. I never banished you. I never sent you out. Remember that and keep that in mind. So that that banishing never occurred, okay? So remember that, 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 that comparison. I also want you to think about Hosea and in, in cha- the, the entire book, the entire first uh, uh, two or three chapters of Hosea, 
God asks Hosea to um, marry a woman who is unfaithful to marry a prostitute. And he loves her. And he desires her. And they have children together. And they start building a family together. And then she rebels and she goes ahead. And God tells Hosea there that, um, that he, uh, you love her and even though she rebelled against you, you still want to take her back because there's love there. You still want her. And God says, I with the Jewish people is the same. Even though they rebelled against me, I still want them back. Okay? So we see in Isaiah the idea that God never did step one. Right? He never sent them away. And we also see the idea that that love, right, um, that, that love is, is still there. The only thing that happened there was, again, the, um, the idea that she turned away towards someone else. So now let's look at verse 2. Now that we have this background, let's look at verse 2. Se'i e'nayich al shifayim. God is now speaking to the people and he says, Raise your eyes and look up at the high places. I can't help but think about the verse in Psalms, I raise my eyes to the mountains. Although there we have the image of a people or a person in distress and saying, look up to the mountains, look up to God. Over here, it's a little different. God is telling the people, look. Look at all of those high places. Instead of looking towards God, like that verse in Psalms, Look at all the high places and what you did there. And that's the typical places where people would meet to worship the idols, to, um, to uh, meet with, with uh, uh, a prostitute or to, uh, to involve themselves in promiscuous activities. And see, find me a place that that you didn't lie, meaning lie down, like L-I-E. So the words literally mean a sexual sin, but it really means here, it's not referring to that, it means that you didn't turn away from me towards other gods. Look at all the hills, everywhere. The entire society is corrupted by people that are worshipping everything else but God. Al-drachim yashav tolahem. You waited for, for the, uh, them on the roadsides, meaning you, you, um, you were constantly waiting to, uh, the Radak understands this as you're constantly waiting on the roadsides to meet these travelers from other countries to learn from them their corrupt and evil ways. Ka'aravi midbar, just like a bandit in the, in the wilderness, waits on the side of the road to get stuff, to take stuff from other people. And you ruined, you defiled, you, you defiled the world with your, with your turning away, this could mean a sexual, sexual sins, but it also could mean you're turning away from God over Asaych, and with your evil, with your evil behavior. And what happened? Vayimanu rivivim umalkosh lohaya. What happened? So then I punished you. Something bad happened. You were punished. Lohaya um, and. Uh, they, uh, I'm sorry, umalkosh lohaya, and the rains did not come because that was part of the punishment. Vayimanu rivivim means, and the the drenching rains were held back. Umeitzach isha zonahayalach, and what did you have then? You then had the the brazenness is a word that I see the JPS use, the 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 chutzpah of a. Of a, of a of a of a harlot of a woman who lives in the street a person who does the sin and is proud of it 
this is the key thing to connecting us to the last chapter. Remember, the idea is me'antohi kolem. Literally, that means me'antohi kolem. You refuse to be ashamed of your evil ways. This is the key problem. God is telling us that we didn't have all three of those characteristics, right? The three characteristics were that that I sent you away, but I didn't. That you went away. And you kind of went away, but you still wanted God, which we'll see again in a few seconds. But the worst part was is that you turned towards others. When you turn towards others, there is a way to turn around. You can be embarrassed. You can come back. There is hope for you to come back. But you refuse to. You refuse to recognize what you were doing wrong. And this is the problem that God is telling the people through his prophet Jeremiah. It is only now that you're suffering that you look to me and say, you are my father. You are the, the aluf nurai, meaning the um, aluf is a captain or a leader, the one who led me as a child. That's who you are. In other words, this is the, the time... Um, only now you're saying that, but you never genuinely felt bad about turning away. You never gen- if you did, you could have come back. Right? Remember that um, if we look back a few verses ago in chapter 2, verse 27, where we said, um, uh, and that and you know you go ahead and you worship these idols and and you turn your backs to me God says I'm in verse 27 and then it ends and at the time when you're suffering then you say then you look to God and say come save us this is exactly what God's referring to here as well the same idea right it's only now that you turn to me that's not genuine that's not real shame that's not real understanding of what you did wrong. The point that we're laying out over here is exactly the point that we didn't have the type of divorce which we described in the beginning. You could have changed your ways because you did not have all three of those characteristics, but you chose not to. And therefore it ends with verse 5 as follows. Is God going to wait forever? Is God going to hold this in his heart forever? Is he going to guard this inside him, so to speak, forever? Now this is like the prophet speaking, and he's telling the people, yeah, God was waiting for you because there was always a chance that you would turn around. Do you think he's going to wait forever? He nay, debart. You have spoken. You have spoken and said what it is that you wanted to do. And you are the ones that decided to do evil instead and you were successful. You were so evil that now God wants to destroy you. Now God wants to punish you. But remember, this is designed in such a way as to state there is a chance. There is still a way back. And that is, if instead of instead of refusing to be embarrassed, you be embarrassed and ashamed and you turn back to God. This completes Jeremiah 3a. Thank you for studying. Looking forward to studying the rest of this chapter together.